Welcome in to the DNVR Rockies podcast. I am Patrick Lyons. I'm Susie Hunter. As I'm like, I was like knocking over my microphone in the intro. Uh, that's a good sign for a very smooth show. <laughs> it will be. Um, especially considering how smoothly last night's game went. Yes, nothing to talk about, just regular baseball, some good sacrifice bunts and stolen bases and wins and... No, uh, no, none no. of those things happen. No, no, no. Um, none of last that night was about as chaotic as it gets at Coors Field. Of course, the big thing everyone is talking about: Ronald Acuna Jr. getting kind of tackled, accosted, hugged aggressively, non-consensually. I don't know what to make of this. I, uh, but the one thing that is for sure: don't do that. No, like don't. Don't. No, we'll, we'll recap the game just a little bit. We'll mm-hmm. have some fun, of course. It's DNVR Ranks Week. We'll, t- uh, we'll rank the, the top five best rookie performances in Rocky's history. But as you said, the incident. It was an incident. It was an incident. And it's kind of funny on social media how people can be. They're more focused on the word attack versus the actual event that happened. Because as you said, consensually, ah, just trying to have a selfie. It's a lot of crazed fans will break, break into people's homes to try to get a picture with that person and you go, it's yeah. just a selfie. You're not welcome here. Do not go onto the field, even post game, Bud black saying that, you know, that this shouldn't be happening. Yeah. Um, he seemed he super annoyed. He did. He yeah. Like, I don't want to be talking about he, this. Don't got, do this. He got more annoyed as he kept going on. of like, he worked yeah, himself up. Look. I definitely heard that. He was like, yeah, no, this is the worst. <laughs> he worked himself into a shoot. That's for sure. Like, yeah. I don't want to see it here. Not in our town, not in our ballpark. I don't want to see it anywhere. It's, it's not a good look. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, seventh inning stretch goes down and we're all kind of like, all right, this is kind of a close-ish game. Rockies were in it for a while. It was 4-4. They were able to get to Bryce Elder just a little bit. And you go, okay. Now the final score, of course, was 14-4. to They got uh, knocked out of the building a little bit there. But between innings, there was... A disruption and not this a ton of the, people noticed it in right field as it was happening. I was going to say, this is the second seventh inning stretch disruption where someone has been tackled. Dinger knows all too well. Yeah, this is the second incident, as you mentioned, at, at Coors Field. Yeah, that's not a good track record right there. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. So we, I, I looked out and, oh, oh my God, what's happening? There's a pile of bodies on the ground. And then mm-hmm. I see someone in a white uniform, Ronald Acuna Jr., get up. So... Obviously, he was attacked, and again, not a vicious attack, Well, it but seemed, it was a type of attack. You know, yeah, but I don't think the, to me, like, I've watched this, obviously, I've watched every angle from yeah. so many times. To me, <laughs> um, it doesn't look like the fan pushed him over. It looked like he fell over, like, during, like, security tackling, the two men. Um, oh, but I guess, yeah, apparently they have been charged with something. We got some breaking news here, huh? You know, I don't know. They, they should. So I just got I just got a little notification pop up on my Twitter. So so yeah. So I, I kind of caught it about halfway, but before that, there's plenty of videos. Uh, we've got it at DNVR underscore yeah. Rockies on Twitter at Patrick D Lyons, also on Twitter. Uh, all four different angles. The I think right there's now? a fifth one. I think there. Yeah, I think there's a, a fifth video that's out there too, where you can see someone gets onto the field. I think they might have come off of from from right field. In that foul territory, that's where they they jumped in around the net. Person came in, put their arm around Acuna Jr. Players are told to not engage with fans. Yeah. Acuna was like, eh, he's trying to be a nice guy. He did say he was also scared at first. 
I mean, also that's Naturally. like a that's a very normal reaction when you're scared is to just like lean into like whatever's happening <laughs> yep. to kind of like go along with it. Like that's like a very normal reaction too. So yeah. I get it. Yeah. Totally get it. Absolutely, absolutely. So guy puts his arm around him, uh, tries to snap the selfie, and then right at that moment, security I guess must have spotted him from. Dude came trucking in, didn't barrel, didn't, didn't barrel the uh, the perpetrator over because he was kind of latched onto Acuna, didn't want to hurt Acuna. Mm-hmm. Then first guy goes and wraps his arms completely around Acuna. Again, unwanted contact. Mm-hmm. I mean, attack or otherwise, unwanted. A second guy comes in. There's two security guards. Yeah. Second fan comes in, kind of says like, hey, don't hit my friend. There's some photographs of that person. They were like smiling. They had the exact same outfit on. Yeah. The first two people. There was a third guy that was on the field towards center field. There's also another angle. There's one from like uh, left field where you can see the incident. There was a fourth person too that decided... I'm going, I'm going to jump back into the stands Mm -hmm. and like, because security's already out. I'm not going to get my picture with Ronald Acuna Jr. Mm -hmm. I'm going to run back in. There was a security guard that followed him up uh, again that you can see uh, on Twitter, on our accounts. And it was just, they, they were able to sort it out. Thankfully, you know, nobody got hurt. Ronald Acuna still ended up having a four for five game, a bases clearing double. Yeah, still, he had a great game. So, um, but yeah, I know there's a lot of, this is like the biggest story on Twitter, uh, but a lot of people criticizing security at Coors Field. Yeah. Um, I don't think they, I think they did all they could. I think we just probably at this point maybe need some more security. Sure. If like multiple, you know, people working are getting tackled during games like twice in one season. We need we need some some more hands on deck. Sure, or That's, yeah, or maybe just better protocols. Again, I don't know exactly what that is. We had Herb Lawrence on on Monday's show, and oh well, we they just it. had a whole thing at Guaranteed Rate Field. Yeah, so they had a, there was a shooting at Guaranteed Rate Field uh, that which Herb Lawrence talked about, and, and they had like very specific. Uh, you know, protocol there where like, you know, you need to be scanned in and out each time that you go down to one of those sections and you go, ah, fans, you know, there's nobody at the ballpark. Let me just move down and get closer. I used to do it all the time when I was a kid. My first game ever mm-hmm. at Coors Field, we were in the rocks pile and before the game went down to try As to get autographs yeah. and my uncle brought the, had the binoculars and then mm-hmm. first pitch happened and goes, how is he sitting front row? Well, I just never went back and I was able to kind of get down. That was a, that was a trick of mine as a youngster. So like, I understand that people want to do that. That's going to not be possible if these kind of incidents happen. And I think the ushers do a good job of checking tickets. Oh, they Um, do. Yeah. They're on it. They're on it. But again, uh, this is the second time, as as you mentioned, this one definitely a lot more egregious, I think, um, with four people getting down that's onto a, the field that's a in lot that of way. people. It's a, that's too many people. That's a lot. So yeah. again, don't know what they could do differently, uh, but this is definitely something that not only are the Rockies looking into, but major league baseball in general too. Cause look, this is a major league baseball game. This shouldn't be happening. Yeah. You can't have this happening. So MLB may need to, to step in and, and kind of figure out some things uh, for that. But as we said, uh, and you hear, you can see some, some more of the video, some of the players kind of slowly going out. Kevin Pillar did say, you know, post game that at first, you know, he wasn't too alarmed by it necessarily. And, and, you know, after that initial shock, as you said, that anybody goes to when there's unwanted contact like that, uh, and someone is in a place that they shouldn't be, there was, Oh, okay. You, you have good intentions. What's wild is the second guy that ran in 
was flailing around like this. There was like two or three oh, security say, guards that, that one carrying guy. him up, and he was like flailing around. And I was I was concerned for security. Yeah, they did I don't a really know good what... job of putting him down and then kind of repositioning him mm-hmm. to make sure that he was safe. Yeah, I was like, I don't know what's going on with with that dude right there. Why was he so worked up? Why was he so angry? Like you just went somewhere you're not supposed to. Yeah. What totally. is going on? What are they on? What 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 did they take before the game? Yeah. You know, that's what I want to know. They it, are not uh, I don't I would assu- I'm assuming they're not of sober mind. <laughs> it didn't didn't kick into the 7th inning stretch. We know that. Uh but man, Atlanta is really good. Their fans are very passionate. They were out mm-hmm. in droves. There was I don't even remember what the attendance was last night. Maybe it was like 27,000, 24,000, something like that. It didn't sound like it was a lot, but there were a lot of Braves fans. And they were very loud. They were. Very loud. Do they live here or do they travel well? You know, I was talking with somebody in the press box about that, and it it sounds like I I think they do travel a little bit well. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there's some folks down in Atlanta that have some money. But also, don't forget, you know, before the Rockies in 93, you know, you did have TBS, the Superstation, uh, along with WGN, these national cable channels that broadcasted games. So no matter where you're at in the United States, you have Cubs fans and you had Atlanta fans because, mm-hmm. hey, I, I see them where I live in uh, in Florida or That's Washington true. State in Colorado. And you go, oh, all right, well, I'm familiar with this team. It's why there's a lot of San Francisco Giants fans in Colorado because in the late 80s, Giants were really good. You know, you got to see them in the postseason and you go, mm-hmm. hey, I, I like those guys. I like Will Clark. Uh, I, yeah. I, I like Matt Williams. So that kind of bleeds over. So I think that's some of it. And you heard a ton of MVP chants for Ronald Acuna Jr. Oh, so many. So many MVP chants. Um, I mean, are they wrong? <laughs> no. <He's> kind of good. <laughs> That young man, kind of good at baseball. It was it was interesting to find that. So he had he went four for five, had mm-hmm. five RBI, hit a homer, two stolen bases, and I and I looked up real quick. I go, how many guys have had four hits in a game, a home run, and two stolen bases? That doesn't that's a great game, mm-hmm. but that's not otherworldly, right? Four hits, yeah. One of them's a home run, yeah. He stole two bases, yeah. It's a it's a very good game. Only happened 118 times in MLB history. I was like, wow, that's that's kind of a rarity. Hmm. I, I was just surprised. He also joined an elite group uh, with his 60th stolen base, which he stole standing up. Evan Justice had him picked off, but he had just such a good jump. Uh, got his 60th stolen base, then eventually his 61st. But he joined a group of. Uh, Three luminaries, two Hall of Famers with 25 or more homers and 60 or more stolen bases. Hall of Famers Joe Morgan and Ricky Henderson, mm-hmm. plus Eric Davis. One more home run, he becomes the first ever to have 30 homers and 60 stolen bases. Is he your favorite for National League MVP? Right now, yes. Yeah. Right now, yeah. It's I. I mean, it just kind of seems like Atlanta has like a whole team of MVPs. It's kind of annoying, but yeah. Oh, he's definitely and the fact. Yeah, I also stole two bases last night. Yeah. Dude, he has more stolen bases than all of the Rockies. 100%. We mentioned that. We mentioned that on the show. Was it yesterday, maybe? Or yeah. Sunday, one of those days. But like someone had tweeted it out too. And I was like, <laughs> we were just talking about this. Yeah. Dude, uh, dude is very talented. Another talented guy for the Rockies, Hunter Goodman, follows up a, a great debut on Sunday in Baltimore with a first bat, a first at bat single. Yeah. Making his debut at Coors Field. Mm-hmm. It's good for him uh, to get that. Also had a double that uh, had an expected batting average of zero. Folks, zero. That is, so Hunter Goodman is out there doing the impossible. He yeah, is, I, like uh, I mean, yeah, you see why, uh, you know, you they called up this guy. He was hitting so well in AAA. You can't keep him down there. 
Um, and he's still producing up here. He is adjusting very well to the majors so far. Yeah, Pretty he, cool. Pretty cool. Nice oh, young yeah. man. You like to see that, for sure. Yeah, had the uh, RBI double there on, basically it was a pop fly to right field. Yeah. And the wind was just so crazy. The wind was doing some weird stuff last night. The wind was winding. Mm-hmm. I think that's what they say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Michael Tolia said it was really bad. He said the wind in Albuquerque is even worse than what he's experienced at Coors. Do you know the wind in in Hartford uh, at Duncan's Park at Duncan, Duncan Park? Park. Uh, do you know it to be particularly bad at all? No, I mean it's like yeah. not necessarily. Mm. It's in the middle of the city. It's not like Hartford. Hartford doesn't get like a ton of weird weather. Like you know, yeah. Denver gets weird weather. Albuquerque gets weird weather. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no Hartford. Hartford's pretty tame in terms of weather conditions. True. He becomes the ninth uh, Hunter Goodman, the ninth rookie in franchise history to record four more hits in his first two games. First since Raphael and Noah back in 2014, and third Rocky in franchise history to tally two hits and an RBI in each. So he had two hits in an RBI on Sunday, mm-hmm. did it again on Monday, first to do it hmm. since Jeff Salazar in 2006, but the other, Todd, for, Todd Helton. You like I've that. heard of him. It's a good group. I've yes. heard of him. Does the man with 34 minor league home runs, does Hunter Goodman get his first big league home run tonight, this series, this week, or next week? Definitely. I think it'll definitely be this series. Okay. I think it'll be this series. I think, I think so, um, you know, major league pitching doesn't know him well enough yet, so I think they're going to slip <laughs> up, and he's going to just, like, really take advantage of that. I think this series specifically. Yeah. Not just this homestand. He's going to mash off of a Braves pitcher. And Atlanta's going to remember that because the guys over at CHGO White Sox just yesterday, <laughs> they were referencing Brenton Doyle as, like, God's gift to center fielders. Because he is. He so is. you know what? Atlanta fans are going to be talking about Hunter Goodman and go, ah, oh, why don't we draft this guy? He's from Tennessee. Technically, oh, that's our neck of the woods. I'm so happy that Brenton Doyle is living rent-free in the minds of White Sox fans. <laughs> he like, is. That makes me so happy. <laughs> he really is. Yeah. No, the the thing that you want rent-free is, is rent. You need money for that. Yeah. You know, you get a little bit more. Bet three six five. Oh, That's how you okay. get more. Okay, all right. That was an interesting transition. One of your <laughs> one of your more interesting ones. Look, it's simple. You turn one dollar into two hundred dollars of bonus bets when you join Bet three six five. Download the app, deposit ten dollars, and claim two hundred dollars in bonus bets as soon as you place a bet for one dollar. Download the Bet three six five app and use code DNVR three six five. When you sign up, they've pioneered live in-game betting, the widest range of games and markets available for live in-game betting. Close to 100 million users worldwide. And they're a proud partner of the Colorado Rockies yes, as well. Yes, they are. And they got the great thing, which we know for the bullpens, you go, oh, gosh, no five-run lead is safe in baseball, especially at Coors Field. Atlanta scored five in the ninth last night, I believe, right? Or was in the eighth? So, yeah, if you would use bet 365, uh, nice. their, their situation. <laughs> um, yeah, if your team goes up five or more runs. You would have been safe for sure, yeah, because yeah, the Bet365 baseball early payout offer, you're a winner if they're up by five runs or more. Parlay and same game parlay selections will be marked as winners. So download the app and use code DNVR365 when you sign up. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Colorado. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text one 800 Gambler, and if you want to go and get a part of your own action and make friendly bets with new friends or old friends, participate in Volo Sport. Get there yourself we go. signed up. Okay. Yeah, right. Whether it's bocce ball, bowling, 
volleyball. They got kickball. Mm -hmm. They got events that we even host down here at the bar. Do we yeah. host events here or do they just come here for the hangout? They, uh, It's like this is like the official post-game hangout for those Volo leagues. So like yeah. people will come here after their games um, and, you know, grab drinks. But also like we'll set up tables for like beer pong or flip cup. <laughs> yeah. So you can actually like really get into like some college style fun, too. So it's it's so fun when all the Volo people come in after games. And if you're like, you don't know how to meet new people, sign up for one of these leagues and then boom, right away, you've got a team of people that can support you and mm -hmm. welcome you to a new city or just meet new friends. And if you don't even want to do that, just come down to the bar where diehards, of course, get 15% off your food and drink <laughs> and then hang out and meet the people first and then go, okay, I do want to be in a pickleball league with you, whatever it is, yeah. go ahead and get yourself signed up. That's how they get you, by being nice and, and good people. Exactly. That's it. Polo <laughs> it's sports. as easy as that. Yeah. And get yourself signed up because when the, the adults play, the kids get to play for free, thanks to the Volo Kids Foundation, a separate 501c3 that provides free sports camps to kids in each Volo city. Ryan McMahon had his 22nd homer of the season last night. We He's, got a Mac Jack. We did. And we got a Mac Sack Fly. Yes. A Mac Jack and a Mac Sack. It sounds disgusting, but it's not. <laughs> Was it off de Gram? Uh, that's a separate thing altogether. Happy anniversary to that very poorly worded tweet that we will never delete. Did that person get fired yet of whoever's running the account that day? <laughs> yes. They, they did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, the as they should have. As they should have. So McMahon has 22. He needs eight more here in the final, slightly less than five weeks. Susie, Rockies have not had a guy with 30 or more home runs since 2019, mm. certain St. Louis Cardinal third baseman named Nolan Arenado. Do you think oh, McMahon reaches Nolan. 30? <laughs> What's he at right now? He's at 22? 22? Does he get to 30? You know what? Uh, it's I so know. close. It's so close. And we don't have that much more time left in the season. He would have to be, you know, pumping out more than home run a week. Needs more jacks. But he could. He could. I feel like he's just like kind of hitting this groove right now. And like the weather's still hot. The ball's still flying. I think he could, but I don't know if it's likely. I know. Look, I, it's hard to say because we both want to see it. That's a given. Uh, yeah. But you know what? I, I'm conflicted because I want to see it. Yeah, of course. And I know that he could do it, but I just of don't course. know if it's actually going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Nope. I couldn't agree more with you on that. Austin Gomer, unfortunately, removed in the third inning. Sore back. Nothing specifically tweaked it. It's something that he's been going through for the last month. In fact, postgame, Ryan McMahon said that. Gombert has probably been suffering through this for about three months now. Um, and look, he had some great starts at the at the beginning of this stretch with the mm -hmm. soreness. So Buddy and trainer Keith Duggar just kind of come out saying, you've had enough. Carl Kaufman then comes on. Not He's not really sure if he'll be going on the IL necessarily, you know, because it's just it's just a general soreness. You kind of have to work through it. Mm -hmm. I did ask him, is there is that like a silver lining that you're not in a pennant race, so the the team is at least looking after you. Like he mm -hmm. wants to go out and play. Like yeah. that's the bottom line. He's like, yeah, no, I'm I'm trying to play for a spot next year still. That's how he looks at. He's still trying to establish himself. Yeah. But the Rockies are looking at him saying, We don't want you getting hurt. We're going to take care of you rather mm -hmm. than you gotta stay out there and prove it. Deal with it. They don't he, they aren't doing that. That's nice. That is nice. He can't if he can't be hurt. Like, he can't be actually hurt. We can't let that happen. We can't afford we, that we to can't, happen. We have no one else to pitch, and he's also been really good. So we it, it can't happen. It simply cannot. Yeah. I uh, um, was a very emotionally unwell seeing him come yeah. out in the third inning. Yeah, that was that was disappointing to see that. And you could you could see how he was walking a little bit more upright mm -hmm. in general. Really good defense on display. Austin Riley had a nice 5-4-3 double play. Yeah. Raised my eyebrow. McMahon had a good play where he ran and fell 
Foul Territory, another yep. ho-hum web gem. Kevin Pillar went full extension. That was insane. Huh? He, he just like slid headfirst into that outfield wall, too, after he caught that. He just was, there was so much momentum behind him. It was like, like he was I'm running a baseball he podcast. Like, it was like he was running a baseball <laughs> podcast. I'm like surprised he didn't like yeah. break his neck the way he slid in. Like I was like worried that he was going to be hurt, but that was an insane catch. Good for him. Rocky's legend. Kevin Rocky's, <laughs> yes. Rocky's center field legend. And he's playing in left field. That's going to happen. That ball was slicing away from him. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I forget what the, I think the expected batting average was like zero six zero. So like a 6% chance mm -hmm. that that was a hit. I'm like, he had to make that play. But I think it just had to do with the English that was on the ball because you had a left-handed hitting Nolan Jones, mm -hmm. and it was just kind of banana all the way out there. So great play by him. Nolan Jones, now two two interesting plays. One, did you see the one ball that Hunter Goodman cut off? There was a play at the plate. Mm -hmm. Initially, I was like, ooh, that's a bad cut. Seeing the replay, it wasn't. They wouldn't have gotten the runner. Mm -hmm. But Jones kind of jumped in front of Brenton Doyle a little bit. I think he basically he called it. He called it a little bit before Brenton Doyle. Brenton Doyle had a straight on look. No, he was just in the zone. He was in the zone a little bit. So his throw was offline. You know, he might like to have that over again. But there was a, a play at the plate that uh, hit the relay man in Tovar, got the uh, runner at home. 11th outfield assist, new rookie record for oh. outfield assist, Nolan Jones, number 11. How many more is he going to get this season? A million. So he'll have a million, he'll have 11? a million and 11. Not yeah. and 11. That's a decimal point. <laughs> I'm a math teacher. I'm a math teacher. I just, okay. it's one of those things. Yeah, are you man. a math teacher or are you a podcast host? Uh, you know what? That'll never Pick that'll one. never leave it'll never leave my soul. I'm not just one thing. I'm <laughs> I'm I'm many many things. The fans were you also are, you contain multitudes. Oh, thank you. Uh, the fans had like you know the thing where like on Friday and Saturday night and certain series you see the weirdest jerseys and you're like oh this is a Saturday night crowd. Oh yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Monday night was a Saturday night. Were we getting jersey weird crowd. jerseys? We got uh, a Walt Weiss number four Atlanta jersey. That's his number as a coach. That he wore 22 as a player. Coach jerseys are very weird to me. They were very so weird to me. Like it has to be a family member, right? Yeah. Well, was it a family member? I don't think so. They were sitting next to someone with a Troy Tulowitzki jersey, so it was, I was know. Was it a Troy Tulowitzki jersey or a Troy Tulowitzki jersey giveaway from the Rockies from years ago? It was that, and it was actually a Rachel Wise jersey. Oh. It wasn't even a Walt Weiss. Wow. So similar spellings. Mm, that was okay. why it was so weird. That there is There were so three strange. people with CJ Crone jerseys. Immediately you go, sale rack. Why are these showing up all of a sudden? He was traded. So oh, you you're think people bought that. them off the sale rack? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that makes but sense. that's fine. Two of them were jerseys. One was an actual jersey. And there was a Deion Sanders City Connect from Atlanta jersey. Obviously, he never wore that during his playing day because they just busted that out this oh season. Oh my gosh. That was actually really great. That is that is niche right there. Get the hell out of here. A lot of those. Wow. We, it was nice that Rockies paid tribute to some former members, of course, as we'd been talking about the last couple of days, mm -hmm. Walt Weiss, Eric Young Sr. And then, apropos of nothing, Jeff Francis shows up, the guy yeah. who started game one of the 2007 World Series uh, pregame. What a guy. <laughs> yeah. Tall, tall dude. Tall, tall drink dude. of water. Still tall. <laughs> still tall. He didn't shrink. <laughs> no. He did. I mean, if he did, if he did, it's, he's still tall, you know. Yeah. Uh, but and I think he might have been wearing, like, sandals. So, I mean... 
in, in regular cleats, forget about it. Ty Block <laughs> came over to him, was introduced, and was like, oh, man, I remember watching you pitch. Mm-hmm. He kind of fanboyed out. Yeah, it that was, was cute. Great. I loved that. <laughs> that was really awesome. Is it For you, is there a player that you would kind of, you know, fangirl over, maybe that you watch when you were younger, or Ooh. you just appreciate now that if you got to kind of bump into them, who would that be? I would lose my shit if I ever met Chase Utley. Oh. I would lose my shit. Wow. He's a player from my childhood. Sure. Yeah. Borderline Hall of Famer. I know. I don't think we'll get in, though. Lose my damn mind. That's a good one. Yeah. You and Rob uh, McElhenney. I yeah. mean, just I, love I, it. That's basically, he stole that story. It was about me. Yeah. <laughs> Did he buy your life rights like, you know, Cosmo Kramer? <laughs> Man, that's that's not cool. Yeah, you would you'd be wearing your shady rays and then the tears would still be streaming down. Yes. Blocking, but at least you wouldn't see the the Is puffy red read? eyes. No. No, oh, okay. I look, I'm just saying you'd be wearing your shady rays and you probably would have used promo code DNVR to buy one and get one free. Is this an ad read? No. <laughs> You take your glasses off afterwards, kind of, you know, clean them off just a little bit. Maybe you break them when you clean them. Don't worry because they have a lost and broken replacement policy, so you can get a new pair in. But you swap them out. Tiff, the- is this an ad read? No. <laughs> so you break your you break your first pair of glasses, but you got your backup because you buy one, get one free when mm-hmm. you use promo code DNVR. Send the broken one in. They'll replace it. If you happen to lose your backup pair, they'll replace that one too. It's great. All with Shady Rays, independent sunglass company rated five stars by over 200,000 people. Okay, this is definitely an ad read. Not an ad read. Not, <laughs> Not an ad read. Look, I, you look like you're going to get upset and you're going to throw something, and that could cause an accident. You know what? If you've been hurt at work with some kind of accident, if, car accident, scooter, something like that, you know who you, I would call personally? Is this an ad read? No. Here's who I would call because, again, you are the perpetrator. I can't sing the song unless it's an ad read. It's an ad read. Vegas and Shanker. Amazing. They've been doing it for 25 <laughs> years. You got me on that one. Gotcha. Look, got him. I need the song. I needed it. I could. I had to end the bit because your bit's better than this bit. It is. Vegas and Shanker, their bit is that they're just giving you great consultation. They're going to represent you, and they're going to do it all for free. All you have to do, go to coloradolaw.net to learn more about them, but make it even simpler. In fact, their phone number is as simple as it gets. It's 222 After Troy Tulowitzki, one of the few players that we may never see back at Coors Field ever again after what happened to him. But give that call, all twos, and find out if you have a case. They will consult with you for free. Zero dollars. That's it. Nothing. They'll they'll let you know, hey, we've got something here. We're not at fault in this pedestrian accident, uh, truck accident, rideshare, motorcycle, whatever it is. They'll even work on your case for free. They've uh, won their clients over a billion dollars. Over the years, it's amazing. They even have neighborhood offices in Denver, Aurora, Inglewood, and Fort Collins. So make sure you check that out because you know who wins? Vegas and Shanker. Tiff, you got something to add over there? You're, you're extra She's giddy today. Itching. She's giddy. No. She's itching. I'm just, you two are ridiculous. You make me laugh. <laughs> Thank you. That means so much I'm to us. I'm happy to be here today. Oh, Tiff, it's mutual. All right, Tiff, we're going to need your help here. You can leave your mic on if, if you would like. Um, we're going to play a little game. I got a game for you. Okay, let's do a game. Let's 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 kind of uh, uh, prep a little bit and and just kind of briefly mention Paul Skeens and Dylan Cruz, mm-hmm. number one and number two picks uh, by the Pirates and Nationals, respectively, out of LSU. Do we see that? And now Skeens is in double. Cruz is in double. Right? Brendan Rodgers said he's going to be up by you know next season. He'll be in the majors. Paul Skeens tickets on game time, which again, if you use code DNVR, you get twenty dollars off. Um, you can get a discount on that. 
Tickets for his double A debut in Altoona were going for like 60, 70 bucks. In oh, Altoona. that's really fun. Right? Well, I mean, there's nothing else going on in Altoona. So, like, yeah. <laughs> it's the slander. It's not slander if it's true. Dude, Altoona ha- is the second best cheesesteaks city in Pennsylvania after Philadelphia, of course. Did you know that? It was voted that. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. No, there, it would... absolutely was not. <laughs> you'd be you'd be proud of being second. Like we're number two. They're too close to Pittsburgh for that to even be a plausible scenario. That's true. Do you think the number one and number two picks last year, Paul Skeens and Dylan Cruz, will they be on an opening day roster next year? I think one of them will be. I'm yeah? not going to say which one, but I think one of them will be. I would I would say Cruz over Skeens. Only because with pitchers you go, hey, you only have you know so many throws in that arm. Let's kind of slow play this out a little mm-hmm. bit. We're not trying to you know maybe manipulate your 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 clock and service time, what have you. But I think it'll be Cruz the outfielder. So um, let's let's look at some guys before we knew them okay. on the Rockies. So these guys, Cruz, will know as a as a national eventually. We'll start from easiest to maybe most difficult. Okay, this is a gentleman here rocking a Baltimore Orioles uniform. He's on his way to prom. Who uh, you might need to get your shady rays hold on, on hold to on, see on who Let that is. He's gonna. That's that's Austin Wins. That would be Austin. That wins. is. I know that face anywhere. You're gonna be great at this game, by the way. Of course. <laughs> um, but yeah, there, there he is with the uh, the Baltimore Orioles. I think he was actually teammates with uh, Ty Block there. I have to go back and double check. I did overhear some conversation. All right, this next one, yeah. another guy not wearing a Rockies uniform. He is wearing uh, an Arizona Fall League uni there. I think that's the Javelina, or rather Peoria Javelinas. Oh, that's it's Monty. That, that's Ella Harris Montero. Yes, that. I mean, with those glasses, the cap. Also, he's got. The, I was gonna say he doesn't rock that facial hair like that anymore. And the blonde, the blonde tips. I like the blonde. He needs to go back to the JC Chasse look. I like that. <laughs> don't you? That's a yes. All right. How about this next one? This one's easy. This is oh, it's Nolan Jones. It's look only at from him. last year. I'm getting- like, yeah, he looks exactly the same. This was taken 25 minutes ago, but still, <laughs> he, he looks the same, but he also looks totally different. There's just something about his hair, just wearing a different cap. It's just, you know, the hair is different. A glint in his eye, too. He still has that glint in his eye. He does. He there, still has it. I see multiple glints. Not all the glints are the same glints he has now. Glint-wise, glint, speaking of glints, whose okay. glint are we looking at here? Okay. Now, this guy isn't actually a Rocky anymore, but um, me... here he is with Texas wearing a second baseman's mitt. We did not see him in the infield at all with Colorado. So even if you're... Is that Profar? That is Jerickson Profar. Okay. Yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah, Jerickson Profar came up as a middle infielder, pitcher in the Little League World Series, of course, as mm-hmm. we know. Um, he's out there. He's a free agent. He is. I hope someone picks him up. They got a couple of days. They do. That's right. The clock is ticking. All right. I think you'll be able to tell the uniform for this. Now, what's funny is because of the uniform, he looks like 25 other people that come to mind that played for the school. Now, first off, before you even guess who the person is, can you tell what school this is? What uniform? Light blue pinstripes? This is really tough. I know who this is, though. Right. That is UCLA Bruin, Jake Bird. That's but right. I almost did not recognize <laughs> him because I've never seen this man's chin. He has a huge beard. That one's on the harder side, right? That was really hard. He's rocking the stirrups. 
Again, you change the color of the uniform on the guys. It's weird. Speaking of changing colors on uniforms, I go in Atlanta's clubhouse yesterday, mm-hmm. and Pierce Johnson's in there wearing a Navy uniform. I'm Stop, like, Stop, it hurts. I go, what are, you, what are you doing? You're supposed to be over there. What is what is this outfit you're wearing? And they you know, showed had a, a nice chuckle. They showed a shot of him in the bullpen last night on the broadcast, yeah, and I was like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. And Brad Hand got the final three outs. And Brad Hand was in there. I'm like, oh, no, this hurts. Yeah. He's, he said he loves the humidity in Atlanta. That's, That's audible ill from someone in what the audience, a, I heard. No, I, what a take that is. You know, I, I can understand not loving the dry air in Colorado, but to say that you love the humidity in Atlanta, that's extreme. Yeah. That is Stockholm Syndrome. I, I guess it just helps them warm up and get loose a little bit. So it's like, yeah. I, I get it, but... Yeah, that's odd from a guy who grew up not having to deal with, you know, mm-hmm. humidity at all. Came up, you know, with the Cubs. So obviously you experienced it there in Chicago. In San Diego, he said it can be humid, which okay. you don't think of it as. But I can remember a couple times being out there going for a morning run and being like, no, it's it's like 68. But you know what? I, I'm really getting sweaty. Yeah, there's a humidity in the air there. So there's something to that. We got two left, both from their college days this one, all white uniform, just says Rams across the chest. Again, if you're listening to this as a podcast, awesome, great. Give oh. us a review mm-hmm. on that, which is mm-hmm. wonderful. Mm. But jump on the YouTube side, DNVR Sports Channel on YouTube, so you can see the visuals of... That is Brenton Doyle. Ooh, couldn't... Fo- the second picture is better, right? The second picture you see his yeah, face a yeah, little bit more. Yeah, the second picture is definitely better. Yeah, Division Two school, all the gears all dirty. Again, not his choice. He doesn't do the laundry for the team. No, no. But he was a grinder from back in the day, man. Dude, it's crazy that, like, you know, uh, he went to a Division Two school, and now he's, like, just the most incredible center fielder right now. Yeah. Good for him. Good for you, Bretton Doyle. It's also wild to think that you could say, well, is there going to be enough bat in his game? He's got tons of defense. Is there enough bat? Makes you think of Ozzie Smith, who had enough bat, of mm-hmm. course, Hall of Famer. Ozzie Smith also went to a Division II school. Interesting. Interestingly enough, hmm. they are Division I school now, but back then, Division hmm. II. All right, last one. One more. I love one more. This one could be as hard as the, the last two. Beard, long hair, almost looks like me with his Cal State Fullerton Titans uniform orange. Again, so weird. Orange stirrups, great look, pinstripe pants, navy undersleeve. He's a pitcher, right-handed. This is hard, I huh? Can't, I can't tell who that is. That That's hard. So if you actually do a Google search, he's had a lot of different looks. Okay. Which is great. He's got he's had a lot of looks. Okay. And I went back to the first one. You wanna take you wanna take a guess? No, I I'm, can't I'm, tell who that is. All right, so he's all right, he is not on the active roster right now. He's down in AAA. But he's been around for a while this season. He's first-year Rocky. He's down in AAA. He's a pitcher, right-handed. Ooh. I know. I'm like, my face like in the computer a, right the, now. Don't worry. The camera's not on you. You're good. Jam it in there. Get a look. Uh, you got to go a perfect seven for seven here. Uh, this was no. the hardest one. This was the hardest one. I don't know who it this is. This is also the grainiest picture. So. I was going to say, like, I'm like, my face is like in a, You can put the camera on how my face is <laughs> in my laptop right now, like, looking at this picture. <laughs> I'm going to lean back so it looks even more ridiculous. Like, it's just like, I can't... I don't know who that is. Is it Matt Carasetti? No. No, it's I like not. it. It is Connor Seabold. That's... No, 
Show it again. No fucking Show way it again. is that Connor Siebold. Stephen Cross in Stephen the chat Cross nailed it. Stephen Cross got it. No freaking way. Super producer Tiff, look at all of the looks. I mean, even with Worcester, full beard. Okay, his hair was definitely lighter in college. Sure. With Worcester. I was not ready for that. And oh, I did not recognize him. Good Lord. And the mustache. I think when he no. was with the Williamsport Crosscutters, he looked different. Right? You know, we got to love a man who respects a rebrand. Oh, you he, just got to you just got to uh, reinvent yourself sometimes. Oh, uh, I'm I'm yeah, that's Pro great. Props to you, Stephen Cross, for guessing that, because I had no freaking clue who that was. Stephen absolutely Yo. nailed it. Good, props good to job, you. Good job. We'll, we'll have to buy you a drink when you've come down here to the DNVR bar on the corner of Colfax, New York, <laughs> where we got happy hour. We're open for lunch now, too. So if you happen to be in the we, area, we jump in. We are open for lunch now. And the kitchen's super quick. That's the other thing, too. So yeah, you're like, hey, so you're fast. on your lunch break. Boom, they're going to knock it out super quick for you. Lunch mm -hmm. specials. We still got the Friday Night Live shows going on. The book signing for the Nuggets was amazing. CSU Rams is coming up on Friday, which is September 1st. What? Gross. It's yes. disgusting. Look, I've every day I look at the calendar to make sure that the date is correct that mm -hmm. we are hearing in, in media. Mm -hmm. It's correct. Friday will, in fact, be September. Mm -hmm. Wild. Mm -hmm. I'm going to wait till I hear it from some other sources. And also, get your butt down to the bar on September 9th. Saturday, September 9th, it's a 7.05 game against the Giants. We've got our, a watch party. Like, we've had only, like, a couple of these over so the last few years. So is this an official years. watch party? This is an official okay. watch party. It's a mashup watch party, too. The crew from Purple Row is coming down. Okay. I, I intend to have a lot of invitations for our friends from the uh, Rocky Mountain chapter of Sabre mm -hmm. to come on down. The entire Rockies community come together. Console each other over a couple beers, some food. If you're a diehard, you get 15% off. So so come and meet everybody. Yeah. It's going to be That'll so be fun. much fun. That'll be fun. I'll be there. And we'll probably toast Ezekiel Tovar and, and maybe have like some debate. Like where does Tovar's rookie season rank all time? It is DNVR ranks week. So we're, of course, today going to break down the top five greatest rookie seasons by a Rocky. Mm -hmm. Yesterday we did the, the best defunct minor league affiliates oh. they were they were great i mean are you more of a new haven ravens new britain Rockcats, or did you agree with me casper ghost is the best you know no longer in business mm. former rockies affiliate um uh, i'm not gonna say the new britain Rockcats because uh things got really feisty when they <laughs> moved from new britain to hartford to become the yard goats sure too soon. Okay. Uh, big New Haven Ravens girl right here. I, I don't and blame some, you. Some, some big dudes came through there too. Yep. I mean, that was number two for me. So yeah. That's I, my number one, New that's Haven a great Ravens. Pick. That's a great pick on that one. All right. So there's only been one Rookie of the Year award winner in, in Rockies history, Jason Jennings in 2002. What's wild is there are like multiple pitchers who've had a better season than Jason Jennings. But <laughs> in, in that year, it's like it's who you're up against. That's yeah. kind of what's going to happen with Tovar. You go... I mean, this is a Rookie of the Year award type season mm -hmm. where you go, this guy is out there. He's posting every single day. Mm -hmm. uh, if he didn't have a kid, I mean, who knows how long his, his streak would have been <laughs> of consecutive games, right? Yeah, yeah. He's living his life. But you go, oh, there's some other guys having fantastic seasons too. It's just the, the luck of the draw. Yeah. In 2002, Jason Jennings went 16-8 and in 32 starts, 185.1 innings pitched. insane. 4-5-2 ERA where you're like, again, Starter at, at Coors Field. That's a good right? ERA for a starter at Coors That's Field. That's still good. <laughs> yeah, 106 ERA yeah. plus. So that was still really solid. For us, number five, 
best rookie seasons. This was close, five and four. Hermen Marquez, and maybe it's different for you. So let's go through it. Number five, I've got Hermen Marquez. Number four is Kyle Freeland. You tell me if you would have them in this this order. Marquez, Mm -hmm. both of these guys in 2017, Marquez finished fifth in voting, 11 Mm -hmm. wins, 439 ERA, but 115 ERA plus. Freeland, also 11 wins, had a few more losses, slightly better ERA, slightly better ERA plus, 123 ERA plus. Plus, he had that uh, near no-hitter before the All-Star break against the White Sox. That's why I gave Freeland the edge Mm -hmm. there, despite the fact that his strikeout numbers weren't as good. I think those are the top two seasons by starting pitchers for a rookie in Rockies history. That, yeah, I mean, it's hard to talk. I mean, they were both so good. Like, that's such a good class for uh, young pitchers. (laughs) It really was. And Sensatella was a rookie that season, too. Mm -hmm. And you go, like, wow, like... Those two guys together, that's that's uh, probably worth an article. List, like, hey, two guys together as rookie pitchers. I was going to say, listen, um, it's uh, crazy, too, because, like, that year before, they were all road goats. The yard goats yeah. team that was completely on the road. So, so far, yeah. we're in lockstep. Marquez, five. Freeland, mm-hmm. four. Number three, Trevor Story in 2016. Hard to top what Trevor Story did his rookie season. Hard to top it. And some people would possibly say he's got to be number one, especially when you look at the rate stats, because his season did get cut short, as we know, only played 97 games, but was the front runner for that award. Similar to what happened in 2019 with Fernando Tatis Jr., where you go, ah, if he doesn't get hurt, he's probably winning that award. But story in those 97 games, again, started off with two home runs in his major league debut in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Still managed to bat 272, 27 homers, 72 RBI, 122 OPS plus. Higher than numbers one and two on our list. Hmm. But in 97 games, 27 home runs. Second most by a Rockies rookie. Damn. Unbelievable. Damn. Really solid defense, too. Who's in the top two, then, if Trevor Story's not number one? Todd Helton, number two. Oh, right. Him, of course. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. So Story finished fourth in voting. Helton was number two in 98. Hit 315, 25 homers, 97 RBI, 119 OPS plus. So his OPS plus was actually better than Troy Tulowitzki, who I've got at number one, mm-hmm. 109 OPS plus. One less home run than Helton, hit 24, 99 RBI, two more. Batting average was uh, was about 24 points lower at 291, still really good, but mm-hmm. kind of have to give him the edge because of what he was able to do in 2007. Carrying the team, being a leader as a rookie, mm-hmm. and leading that team to the run that they went on in September to go into Rocktober, rocking the baseball world, and going to their one and only uh, World Series appearance. So for that mm-hmm. reason, I think Tulowitzki edges out Helton. Mm, that is, damn it, that's a good point. Philip, Philip likes that. Philip, well, actually, he doesn't. He, he no, says he's the he top doesn't. Father. Philip's like, yeah, <laughs> like, it's got to be the top father. father. I mean, had the better career. Look at Philip's uh, profile picture, by the way. He loves D line. That's a that's a D line original right there, Philip. He's a real one. I love it. He is. Yeah, Tulo. You know, had he not had all those injuries, maybe we would be talking about his Hall of Fame candidacy, like much like we are with with Todd Helton. Mm-hmm. Only eleven votes shy. We'll wait to see what happens when. Uh, the results of voting gets announced in January. That'll be exciting to see. But that's our top five. Herman Marquez, Kyle Freeland, number three, Trevor Story, Todd Helton, Troy Tulowitzki. That's a good list. That is a good list, Patrick. Yeah. Rest of the week, we've got greatest MVP performers, mm-hmm. greatest uniforms in Rockies history. Oh, there have been more than just oh, 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 oh. the white pinstripes. 
Mm-hmm. Have you have you thought about what you might do on on Friday in terms of your DNVR ranks top five? No. Oh, not yet. Or not yet, or you're not going to divulge what it is yet. It's a surprise. You'll or just both. have to wait and see. <laughs> the show's at Friday. The show on Friday is at one, by the way. So. Oh, good we're to not, know. We're not doing a five o'clock show. I think that's smart. It's too much, too much running around. I can't do it. Far too much running. I mean, <laughs> even it's it's far too much biking. Even if you're on a bike or a scooter. But I can't do that. Too much. Can't you do can't. that. You can't. Not with my full on air makeup and my laptop and all my gear and wind just windswept. Why don't you? So actually, no. Here's what's gonna happen. Okay. You, do you tell <laughs> not, me? You tell me how my show is going to go, Patrick. Exactly. exactly. I, I, you are from the jump. You understand this is a bit. So here's what's going to happen. Okay. You did last week's show, as per my recommendation, from yes. the pool in Tampa. Yes. This week's show done entirely on the scooter. We're going to get you set up with a <laughs> GoPro. Now we'll we'll find a path for you that it's like safe. You won't have to worry about crosswalks. You know, probably just along the South Platte River. Yeah. You know that little like path. That's where you're going to go. You're going to do a show. Whenever you do come to a crossing, we'll, we'll kick it to an ad read or whatever it is. You, you got a street. You got to do shows from strange locations now. Yes. The Scooter Show on Friday, 1 p.m. Tune in to see if she does that. Do I do... Which location am I going to pick? Am I going to pick the scooter as my location or the depth of my depression as my location? <laughs> Ooh, who knows? What will she pick? Well, here's the thing. Here's why you got to uh, watch the entire episode. You got to find out where you are scootering to. <laughs> At the end of the episode, you turn around and you reveal what's behind you. This, this is where we make a good duo. This, this is, is a great. great bit. Yeah, no, but Friday <laughs> one is really all you need to know. <laughs> That's it. 1 p.m. on Friday for that one. Another great DNVR ranks list. Today's game, 640. Peter Lambert going for his fourth win. Maybe putting another... You know, lottery ticket out there in a sense for start of the year, right? Uh, against Charlie Morton, 13 and 10. Man, another really tough Atlanta pitcher. Spencer Strider, I don't think, even though he lines up with Wednesday's game, mm-hmm. not going to happen. And also, tomorrow's show is going to be 1 p.m. as well because yes. it's a night game. We don't have any day games uh, during this week. Super weird. Very strange. Super weird, but the Rockies have an off day Thursday, so. The final whatever. month is just going to be so weird with all night games here in Atlanta. We've got. They haven't played the Cubs yet, folks. They're going to play so them like six times in like a week and a half, yeah. right? And then the final week of the season starts with an off day and then a doubleheader against the Dodgers on a Tuesday. Why? Because Why? we're sticking it to the Dodgers? Why? What's that about? It doesn't about? make any sense. Both the Rockies and the Dodgers have an <laughs> off day that Monday. Why don't we just play a damn game? Just play the game. Just play a game. Just play. Like a doubleheader day is so long. It's so exhausting. So wild. Wild, uh, wild, wild is what you can describe, what you can find over on Twitter at DNVR yeah. underscore Rockies. At Patrick D. Lyons is where I can be found. And you can find me at the Susie Hunter on all platforms. Wonderful, momentous. But Susie, you know what we say about that? I have no clue what they say. <laughs> like, ne- I have never heard it before. I've never heard them say it. Them? Oh, so other people. People have maybe said it. Well, you said you know what they say. Oh, I'm saying I've never heard him say it. That's true. Yeah. You got you to gotta keep your ears to the grapevine. Nose to the grindstone. That's it. You'll, you'll, you'll actually be able to hear Connor Siebold through the desk, just like you have to put your face up to the screen to yeah. see him. Mm-hmm. What's he saying about Albuquerque right now? Oh, he's saying your <laughs> next show, your next show is only, only oh. as good as your next podcast. 
So it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. Yeah, 1 p.m. tomorrow, DMVR Sports Channel, live on YouTube. <laughs>